you are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a baseball-less edition of Locked On Indians. I know, weird pause there. I got a cat in my lap, overly uh, needy right now. I am Jeff Ellis. Uh, the cat's name is Nacho. He is a 14-year-old diabetic cat. Uh, I am a former writer for Scout 24-7, uh, Indians Baseball Insider, Cleveland fan waiting for next year. Uh, so let's talk about George Valera got promoted. Uh, the Indians are promoting guys. We talked about John. I had my whole speech on John Ski Noel and why they weren't going to promote him. And then they promoted him. Of course they did, because why would I say anything that comes across looking smart? Uh, you know, that's it's a big deal uh, in terms of his uh, promotion and in getting him up to double A. Uh, and he's going to be on the 40, man. He is going to be out of this offseason, getting him closer to the majors. Uh, I don't know what his ceiling is. Don't don't ask me to to tell you. I have no idea. But I I believe in him. Like I said, I just gotta sit there and debate exactly what it is. You know, there's some ups, there's some downs, but I again I believe in him as a player. I think he is a fantastic prospect. And getting him up to double A is a big deal. I just wish they were better about posting those. I know I get to see things as it happens uh, or not as it happens i get the emails but i don't always get the updates right away uh there's been a whole bunch of movement in the system on top of valera so we're going to talk about all that movement throughout the show today and then we're going to preview this upcoming series against the uh lonesome rangers uh lonesome because it has been a bad year for them but valera promoted and why was valera promoted like okay well if he's moving uh, what, who's replacing him or, you know, who opened the spot is maybe more the, the bigger question. And that's Will Benson got the call up. That's right. Will Benson, who I called a non-prospect last year, you, know, you have to be truthful on these. I, I learned something important and that is, I mean, he worked his tail off. There were always issues in that swing. You can go back and find the minute they drafted him. I did not love the pick. Um, as a first-round pick, he's still a disappointment right now. That can change, but you do consider that uh, performance overall, overall a bit of a disappointment so far because of the hit issues, and the hit issues have persisted. But the one thing I've also always said about Will Benson is he is a hard worker. He's an A-plus attitude kid. He is an A-plus kid in general. And for him, he worked He every bit of praise he has earned. He has worked and worked. And yeah, the dude has physical tools as good as anyone in the system. Physically, he's gifted. But there are a lot of people. We all know someone. You've all been around that person who's physically gifted athletically, and that causes them to be lazy. That is not Will Benson. Will Benson had his issues that he needed to work on, and that dude put in the time and the effort. I still don't think he gets added to the 40-man. I wouldn't be surprised if a team takes a risk on him, though, with his physical tools, with the fact that he could be a fourth outfielder, possibly, plus power potential, 80-grade arm in the outfield, currently still a plus runner, hit tool, I mean, maybe 30, 35-grade, yes, but as a fourth outfielder, 
I think it's an interesting. A six foot, I want to say six foot five. I could be wrong there. He's an interesting player. And I would not be shocked at all if he is someone the Indians lose because I don't see a pathway to being able to protect him. So interesting promotion, well earned by Will Benson. Just had a career year in the minors while making that jump to double A, which is the hardest jump outside of the jump to the majors. This is a player who he had a great 2019 first half, repeating a level. Gets a promotion, struggles. 2020's washed away, gets the jump up to double A, and he ran with it. So uh, I was wrong. Will Benson, congrats to you. And every single bit of that is well-deserved. And if you're wondering, let's follow this train, what's happening here? So Benson up, Valera up, two really exciting dynamic outfielders. Unfortunately, it's because Richie Palacios is going on the IL in Columbus due to a hamstring strain. Uh, that's not ideal. But uh, the other interesting thing of note... I mean, some other guys are moved around. Uh, Bienvenido Polanco, which I meet, I believe means good view, right? Or good, you know, well, I don't need to get into name derivation. Uh, Logan Fra- Franco, Andrew Mizowski, uh, Joab Gonzalez, Angel Lopez all had some movement. But the bigger name here is Josh Wolf has been activated from the development list and put in Lynchburg. So that is another player, uh, you know, a name we had talked about in terms of, you know, he had been a big name guy uh, in that trade, and then we just hadn't heard from him this year. Uh, And then I think I missed on, I talked about how we hadn't seen any of the draft picks this year, because they do have that developmental list, so it's kind of weird that uh, Aaron uh, Davenport was activated into Arizona. So that's that's something of note uh, as well. We're going to come back, talk about some other minor league performers, and talk about Joey Cantillo. We finally got to see him in a minute. First sponsor is an old and venerable one. It is betonline.ag, and let's go see. It might be too early. I am recording this during the day because, hey, no game tonight. Let's go see over at betonline.ag. Remember, when you go there, you can look at their classic or new view. But let's see if they have the games for Tuesday up and if there are lines for the Cleveland Indians matchup on Tuesday. You don't have the plus or minus right now on it. Go check it all out for yourself over at betonline.ag, our official sponsor for all things like this. Uh, It's a really interesting site, a lot to check out. And remember, they are putting their livelihood on the line. So they have, you know, in-depth thought that is more than just like, hey, some person talking about it on the internet who you look at at Twitter. This is someone kind of like myself where, you know, my, my money do the podcast is made through knowledge and research and the like same thing with one of these sites so go check it out for yourself betonline.ag promo code locked on so let's talk some joey cantillo another rule five guy hey that's three in a row can i do a whole show only talking about the players that need to be rule five eligible i know i can hear you yelling no don't enough please stop but let's still talk about cantillo because it's you know it's an important development that we actually get to see him pitch. You went and you looked at the Akron box score, you'd be like, no, Peyton Batonfield uh, was pitching. Cantillo's been out. He's been out for a while. Where did they put him? He started with uh, ACL Indians. You know, he's part of the uh, the Arizona League. So he's down there playing a lot of young players. Uh, the Indians lineup. I don't know, Tyler Fries is a uh, junior... Junior Santa Quinn is still a prospect, so is Devers. Uh, it's 
it's a bit of a holding pen for the Indians right now, if I'm being honest, looking at this lineup. But still, it's Candillo has not pitched all year. This is his first start in the Cleveland Indians organization because they got him last year. And I argued at the time that he was the second biggest piece in that Clevenger deal. Then it went Arias, Cantillo, then Quantrell, then Naylor. Uh, Quantrell has now elevated himself. Arias has done such a good job. And Cantillo has just been hurt. And this is his first start. He goes two innings, gives up one hit, one walk, strikes out two, does have a wild pitch. Still, you'll take that. It's not a big outing, and he's not going to have a big outing. You're going to be managing his pitches throughout all of it. He only faced seven batters. I was trying to see if they have a pitch count for him. I do not see one here in the box score. A 97-degree day. Also not not exactly the ideal situation. But he went out and he pitched. And it's, it's the first step, right? It is a positive first step. You want to see him out there performing. You want to see him... You know, getting better and doing better health-wise. At the end of the day, you just want to see this dude get healthy for his own sake. And due to his health issues, I do think that he is a strong candidate to be rostered because it's easy to hide a lefty. It is very easy, even nowadays, to hide a lefty because he's a lefty starter. You have a situation with him where he, heading into... This year, there were probably places that had him as the number one left-hand starter in the Indian system. Now it's Logan Allen the younger, I think, almost universally. But you know, he was a guy who was a borderline top 10 in that Padres system when that meant something. Uh, lefties use the air to stash. Lefties can get out both types of guys. You don't protect him, you lose him. I feel very strongly about that. And so, like I said, it is a positive step game. So what else happened in the minors? Uh, this is... From over the weekend, uh, Cody Morris had a start for him. It was a, a you know not his strongest start because he only went four innings, five hits, one earned run, two strikeouts. Didn't miss a ton of bats. I had missed that they had added uh, Jimmy Herget to the minors. That that one had passed my notice. Uh, Juan Moda struggled. We talked about him recently. Kyle Nelson, who we haven't seen much of, also pitched. Like this was an interesting game from a. A lot of levels. Nelson, one inning, two strikeouts, zero hits, one walk. That is very positive for him as well. We talked about uh, bad year for lefties with health, I guess, with Scott Moss, uh, Logan Allen, the elder, Joey Cantillo, Adam Scott. Uh, Lefties getting hurt. I mean, Logan Allen, the younger, is the only lefty, I feel like, of note who did not get hurt at some point this year. So, yeah, the lefties, they be struggling. Uh, I mentioned Peyton Battenfield, who uh, they had acquired, who uh, was a starter in Akron. How did his game go? Six innings, two hits, zero walks, one earned run, seven strikeouts. He's feeling special. Uh, The other side of things, the pitcher, uh, Battenfield did hit one. Uh, Corello for Harrisburg hit three dudes. That's a lot of dudes to hit in one game. Struck out two, uh, picked up the loss, but... To go back to the positive here, Battenfield, the numbers are unbelievable. You don't want to put it on anyone, but there is this vague remindery of Corey Kluber. Now again, Corey Kluber, spectacular player. Uh, Mount Rushmore of pitchers in my lifetime for Cleveland, and you don't even debate that. Might be the greatest Cleveland Indians pitcher of my lifetime. I mean, I, I probably lean that way, honestly. 
So I'm not saying he is, and I'm not comping him. I'm just saying historically, lesser piece, non-top 10 prospect, really high strikeout rates once acquired, not a big-name guy, never a guy who was valued. That's Battenfield. Just saying. Just putting it out there. And again, don't come at me. He's saying the bad fit. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's a, a there's a level of statistical comparison where in the future I can be like, hey, I, I pointed out that comparison uh, if he ends up being something special. But I can't say, yeah, I got that. I was all over that because I'm not. I'm not sitting back and saying, this dude. I am saying, though, that dude should be ranked in the top 20 prospects in the Indian system. Based on level and production, that dude should be ranked in the top 20 prospects. And it's one of those things I still, I'm shocked by the number of times I see Cody Morris. I think like the MLB pipeline one had him 21. I'm like, what more is the dude got to do? And I'm using dude too much. So let's, let's go pull that one back. That's replacing um and like you know is apparently my go-to overused expression on the show. I listen. I edit. I know what I say too much. Don't worry about it. You don't have to alert me. I know where I stink. Uh, and I tell myself about it constantly. Other guys of note, Levestita had a two-hit game. You know, his his average is, uh, after two hits, and that one is up to 344. He's, he's totally slacking in terms of production. Uh, and again, notice the joking air. Nolan Jones had a two-for-five game. You, you wish there was a some extra base hits or something of the like in it. There was not. Uh, Arias went 0 for 6 in that one. Give you the other side of the coin. <laughs> Ryan Lavernway, 13th home run. Oscar Gonzalez in that one. We've talked about 6th home run. I assume that might be 6 since his promotion, which makes Alex Call having his 10th home run really impressive uh, in terms of overall production. Hall just keeps hitting. Uh, they're not going to protect Call. They're not going to protect, you know, Hall went 3 for 6 in that game uh in terms of oscar gonzalez he went three for five in that game they're not going to protect either of those guys an 18 hit on the 20th for the indians that's right for the uh columbus clippers not the indians 18 hits in that one uh it's an interesting squad to look at like i said i talked about the pitching matchup being three names to really know and talk about lineup wise what's interesting about this team is more of what's not going to happen, right? Like Colin Brooks are not guys who are going to be protected. Will Benson, who they're calling up, uh, playing in place was Connor Maribel, who's kind of become more of a fourth outfielder for them. Benson's not going to be protected. Uh, you know, Lavernway, they called up for a cup of coffee. He's going to be around. There's Arias and there's Jones, and then there's kind of everyone else. And But that everyone else is playing really well. I mean, Brooks was up to his 17th double uh, on top of the home run, Oscar Gonzalez had two doubles in that one. There's a lot of guys playing well. And this is if you go back to my Friday game where I was just pleading, start playing people. Let's see what we have. Let the kids play. Stop running out certain players. Let's just go all in for the last two months. Let's see what they can do. Because if Oscar Gonzalez survives the Rule 5 draft, and he may, he may not. I don't know. He, I could see a team taking a, a gamble on him just because of the power. If he doesn't get taken, you'd like to see him in the big leagues next year. I don't know. You're going to have to you know, figure out your 40-man mass. But if you're out there and you're still at a situation with Southfield as Miles Straw, and uh, then you should be trying players. You should be seeing what works. You don't want a situation where it's Eric Haas. You don't want a situation where it's you know Jesus Aguilar. You don't want a situation where it's Giovanni Urshela. 
Now, again, I'll go back to the fact, and you can call me on it, you know, Urshela was cut by the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Did he ever get a long look? No, there wasn't ever a great time. Same thing with Jesus Aguilar. Uh, He never really got a great long look. But you need to start seeing, especially when you are a team that has employed dross in the outfield these past few years. You've had nothing there. I'm totally fine this year with running out a much younger outfield, but they got to start trying to figure out what they have. Like I said, if Gonzalez gets through, if Will Benson gets through, again, navigating the 40-man is going to be a disaster no matter what. But at some point, if Will Benson goes up to AAA and he is still hitting, Bradley Zimmer, who's out there making me look bad right now with his strong regression to mean, is still like your second best outfielder, then you need to go out and you owe it to yourself as an organization to see maybe one of these other guys can be it. Maybe someone else can step up for the Indians. The outfield situation has been a disaster for half a decade now, and it does not look like it's getting... Well, it does look like it's getting better because they went out and they added Miles Straw, and what he has done has been phenomenal. But for the most part, uh, it has still stayed a problem area for the Indians. Not as big as catcher, I will stand, but still a problem area for the Indians. We're going to take another quick commercial break and come back and talk about this Ranger series. One of our fantastic sponsors is the Spotify Green Room. I wasn't there very late last Saturday. In my defense, we lost power again. That's right, another three hours without power. I don't know why. No, uh, we had about five seconds of rain. But I still was in there. I'm still doing them weekly on Saturday nights. Uh, Normally, they're not that late. It was just the general chaos of an evening where we lost power again. They're fun. I'm often in there talking off the cuff with my friend, uh, the Mad Thinker Mike. And there's always some interesting character that hops in for a moment here or there. There's been some good dudes, some opportunities. Uh, Again, sometimes the big thing is when you come in and you ask to speak... Stick around for 60 seconds. I'm not going to give anyone the mic for a minute. I want to see them stick in the room and be someone who's actually going to stick around. Uh, but yeah, no, the green room, it's fun. It's a chance. To, it's like having a party line, I guess, back in the day. Now, I am too young to remember the party line outside of like advertisements for it. But from what I understand, it was like a lot of people could call and talk at once. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know. But go check out Spotify Green Room and join me on Saturday nights. Our other fantastic sponsor is rock auto don't be intimidated there is so much on that side it can be intimidating don't be intimidated by your car it is an intimidating thing it is an expensive piece of machinery we are so reliant on but no matter who you are you can save money on rock auto you can go and get filters that you can go on youtube and see how to change you can change your windshield wipers why pay the extra money for installation and parts when you can just order that online from rock auto and make sure in the little how'd you hear about us box, you're going to write locked on. And honestly, you can go online and find discount codes too. Now, maybe I shouldn't tell you that, but you can find those codes, save additional money on what is already a great deal, and still say that you heard about it from locked on. What's better than that? Additional savings and helping us out and saving you money. Again, don't be intimidated by the fact that cars are big and you need knowledge to do most things. There are things, easy things, all of us can do. YouTube is your friend. It's going to take you a little bit extra time, but it's going to save you a lot of money. That is rockauto.com, where they have fantastic prices on all parts, big and small. And make sure to let them know that Locked On sent you. Preview time. Let's talk about these Texas Rangers. Uh, Are you ready for some information? They're not good. Yeah, they are terrible. Uh, And they're good for them for being terrible, honestly. One of the worst things this team did for a time, was not admit that they were in a full rebuild. 
Remember when Mike Miner looked amazing and then they held on to him for too long and got nothing for him? They went out and traded Lance Lynn and got a nice return for him. They've been smart to go out and try to make those deals big and small, operating on the margins and within, to build for tomorrow. Part of the problem, honestly, is they're a team that were darlings at once for their development, and that has fallen off severely. You know, I go back to my scout days because that's when I wrote a top 100 prospect list. And part of that is like compiling scouts information people are telling us. And that was coming right after the Rangers had kind of peaked in terms of postseason appearances and uh, like top end prospects. But go back and look at those guys from that Texas system. I mean, Jackson Profar, he was like considered the top prospect in baseball. He was considered one of the best prospects for multiple, multiple years. Has he ever had a season where he was league average? For a guy who was such one of their big name prospects, uh, OPS plus of 90, I guess it was a 115 last year, 117 back in 2018. He debuted at age 19, played at age 20, didn't play again until age 23, was up and down, eventually went to Oakland, is in San Diego, he could be out of baseball by the end of the year at age 28. It's it, I can go back to you know Leotis Tavares is a guy I've talked about multiple times before where you know he was a top 30 prospect on tools even though he couldn't hit in the minors. Uh, and there was like Ariel Hirado and Yonar Mendelez were like the pitching prospects that didn't turn into anything and they their developmental pipeline has been bad. There's no other way to put it. It has been bad. Dylan Tate was a top five pick for them. Uh, their draft picks have not worked out. Cole Wynn is having a nice bounce back. I loved Cole Wynn in his draft year, and I thought that was a fantastic addition. Josh Jung, to me, was a bit of an overdraft where they took him, but was a money-saving overdraft. But you go back before that, like everybody got very excited about Bubba Thompson. Hasn't come together. Cole Raggins was kind of a big-name uh, prospect, lefty. I don't think he's ever gotten up to high A. He had multiple arm injuries. Luis Ortiz was kind of... He gets forgotten that he was the other guy in the uh, Lucroy deal, along with Lewis Brinson, because then they quickly repackaged Lewis Brinson uh, as a centerpiece for Yelich. Ortiz got to the majors, at least. I, you know, I was high on him. I was very high on him. I can't really knock uh, that. It wasn't a... I mean, he was the definition of a cup of coffee, And then going back, I remember Chichi Gonzalez from Oral Roberts, who, again, at least he made it to the big leagues. If your first round makes it to the big leagues, that is a success. Brinson in 2012, I don't think we need to keep going back to some of these. But, I mean, it's even like you go back. It is worth going. Kevin Matthews, 2011. It's okay if you haven't heard of him. Jake Skoll, 2010. Okay. Matt Pjork, he had arm issues before he was ever drafted. It was kind of a surprising pick. Uh, I think he got the big stress and smoke. Now, remember, he was kind of a disappointment for a long time before figuring it out. Blake Bevan, I don't, he might have gotten to the big leagues. Casey Kiker, John Mary, John Mary Jr. I, I can just keep going down. Now we're Thomas Diamond. That was back when I was in college. This is a lot of names. But my point is they are missing on almost every single first-round pick. Go through that list. Who's the success? Who is the player that you are sitting back going, Oh yeah, he was a good player. The, the answer is is none. Like I mean, Smoke, I guess, is your guy. 
And it took him a while to get there. But they having since 2004, when we say, and I can go back before that. Yeah, they do have John Danks in 2003, Teixeira in 2001. Uh, so, I mean, it was a little bit better. Like, 98, you had Pena, 99, Colby Lewis. Like, there's some good picks. But since, since 2004, and that's the crazy thing. They had a good run in the early 2000s, but I believe a lot of that front office got pushed out. And the front office that's currently in place... Uh, they've been awful at the draft. They have one hit in the last 20 years. That's not good. (laughs) That's not good at all. Uh, And that's part of the reason they are where they are right now is their prospect development. There's something not quite right there. But let's let's get back to the fun of it now. Let's talk about a position-by-position situation, Indians versus the Texas Rangers. Go pull up the roster resource just because the nice thing there is seeing who's actually played like, for instance, Nick Solik is going to be listed as a second base most places. Uh, no, he he did get called up. I'm sorry, it's the other way around. So I will talk about him as the second baseman. But let's start a catcher. Uh, Jonah Heim has been their primary catcher this year, currently carrying three, though uh, Pozo has mostly played DH overall this year. Now, Heim came over, I believe, in that... Um, the Chris Davis, Elvis Andrews trade. Now, I was also part of a pretty bad other deal. Uh, I'm trying to think who he came to Oakland for. That is a, a not strong deal, uh, the first deal, right? Uh, he was the player to be named later for Joey Wendell. That's where I remember him from. And, yes, he was part of that uh, other deal. Heim has been uh, okay. And he is Indians-level production at catch. I mean, he's better than Hedges uh, back there, but it, he's still, like, not good. Still a position you're looking to move up and improve. Uh, the Indians have an offensive advantage, they or a defensive advantage there. Uh, they do have an offensive advantage for a guy who's hitting 208 with a 245 on base and a 370 slugging for 615 OPS. That is an offensive advantage over what the Indians have. That says a lot that just speaks to the levels of the Indians catcher situation. It's a push. Uh, they're both awful. They're slightly better on offense. The Indians have a strong defensive advantage there. First base, Nathan Lowe, who I talked about trying to get the deadline, has been in a little bit of a funk, if we're being honest. Uh, since that time, his numbers have declined pretty significantly. He's closer to league average since right before the trade deadline when I advocated trying to trade for him. Uh, that being said, the Indians have Owen Miller currently doing most of the time at first for them. Miller this year, he's showing some signs of life, but he's still uh, overall line is below Austin Hedges. Advantage, Rangers. Second base, that has been of late. We're seeing Jimenez mostly play there. He is playing okay at that position. Uh, for them, they just called up Nick Solik. Solik has been up and down this year. I was a big fan of his. It just not, has not particularly come together for him. I'm going to call this a push uh, overall at that position with the way it is going. It, neither one is, again, particularly good. Short stop. Isaiah Keener Felafa. I'm probably butchering that. Another guy who has fallen off a bit. At the beginning of the year, he looked really good, had some really strong production for them. I. Uh, He's been okay, but he is a bit of a surprise. I don't think anyone really expected much out of him from that position. Uh, he was always viewed as kind of a utility type. Uh, D 
defensive guy, defensive first bat, but he's doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Better defender than Ahmed. Similar war values, I want to say. Uh, this might be another push just because the Indians have the offensive advantage, they have a defensive advantage, but both players are performing well this year. So I'm going to push at shortstop as well. Again, I think, let's see, Kinar's got a 1.7 war. Ahmed's war is 2.3. That is significantly larger. So advantage Indians. I thought, I didn't realize Ahmed was up to a 2.3. Good on him. Uh, so we are now at an even tie. Third base. I, you know, I'm not going to talk about who the Indians have at third. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, I can't help you. Brock Holt. Yes, that Brock Holt has had the most games at third this year for Texas. And just to double check, uh, but of late it's been Yanni Hernandez played uh, four to five games in the last week there. And I should say four, yeah, six out of the last, I cannot, five of the last six games. Whew. Advantage Indians. We don't have to talk about that. Let's move to left field. Uh, Jason Martin has had the lion's share of the at-bats there. I He's a guy I've liked for a while. I was glad to see him get some opportunities. I, that's the thing. This Texas outfield, I actually kind of dig in a way. Uh, DJ Peters, you've heard me talk about 100 trade offers that I would have loved to have seen for him. Uh, eventually got taken off the 40-man. They claimed him and put him up in the majors. I love that move. Uh, Peters has been... Peters Martin has been bad. Like He has been bad, bad. Like Not even like kind of bad. He has been awful, terrible, bad. Uh, the other side of things is I try to navigate windows while not clicking a ton. I apologize about the clicks. Uh, Daniel Johnson played two games there last week, and then your other player was Oscar Mercado. Actually played in more games last week in left field with four. Uh, Mercado is better than Martin. Martin has been that level of bad. <laughs> the Indians are the advantage with Mercado there, so that gives him a two-point lead. Center field, DJ Peters, uh, you know, I love him. He is struggling to make contact. Uh, he was always going to struggle to make contact. He was going to be a high, high strikeout guy. It's hit almost 40% in the majors this year. 39.6. Don't throw him anything in the zone. Just don't. Uh, I, ISO is high. He's a big power, big athlete. Uh, I feel like he's super tall. I was trying to see if I can find his height. I'm kind of surprised this does not easily have his height. There it is, 6'6", 225. So he's going to be fun to watch. Miles Straw has been awesome advantage indians three-point lead right field so at the start of the year uh, uh, garcia was looking like a mvp candidate uh, he he's come down but he's still performing well uh from where he was at the start he's still being okay he is certainly better than what the Indians have in right field. So two-point advantage to the Indians as we head into pitching. Individually matchups. Individually matchups? Individual matchups. Uh, for this one, Hearn versus Morgan, advantage Indians. Spencer Howard, Zach Plesak, advantage Indians. Dane Dunning, Sam Henches, advantage Rangers. Overall, the Indians have the pitching starting pitching advantage. Bullpen is atrocious. Uh, for Texas right now. It's, I mean, it, there's not a good option in there. And they're just rolling guys out, trying to figure things out. Their um, their injury list is just huge. 
Uh, in terms of pitchers alone, uh, they have, let's see if I can do some quick addition. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players on the 60-day disabled list. Seven players on the 60-day disabled list. Uh, another one on the 10-day disabled list. Hunter Wood, former friend on the 60-day DL. John King, Jonathan Hernandez, Matt Bush, Jose Leclerc. These are important guys for their rotation and their pitching. Uh, let's see, Fultwitz and Drew Anderson are COVID uh, protocol. Holy criminy. I don't think I'd have soldiers, shoulder surgery aneurysm for Koe Arihari. That's that's a scary good one just to read. I'm going to have to go figure out what happened for him. Uh, but he had good for him. He had a rehab start. That's a guy I'm going to root for. I don't even know anything else, but that's a scary listed injury. They're beat up. And they're, that is, like I said, that's their pitching injuries. Hitting-wise, uh, you're probably like, what about Willie Calhoun, forearm surgery? Eli White's played a lot for him. Strained elbow. Ronald Guzman, who was having an interesting year at first base. Knee surgery. Uh, we mentioned Brock Holt in passing, and Charlie Culberson's also been there. Also COVID. They're a bad team that's racked with injuries and COVID right now. Four COVID cases. Just a lot of beat-up players. It's it's a big advantage to the Cleveland Indians. I went long. Let's uh, go ahead and end this one. I've been Jeff Ellis of Locked On Indians. Remember to download daily, rate, and review. All of that really helps. We had a big week last week, so I want to thank all the listeners for that. I haven't dived into the numbers, but we almost broke into the top 100 baseball podcasts over on iTunes. That's big for us. I'd like to see us get up in there. We got a shout-out in the weekly newsletter about our growth. So keep it going. And for the next year, go it tribe. After that, go, go guardians.